Hey everyone, welcome to episode 5 of season 2 of Checked In, a school library podcast sponsored by the Missouri Association of School Librarians. I am your host, Ethan Evans, and we are coming at you today with um, an episode about the different types of work that librarians are doing in school libraries that are maybe a little bit unexpected. On the back half of the podcast today, I have a really great interview with Luann Cadden, who is a public librarian in Kansas, um, but her library is kind of a specialty library, and uh, I uh, won't ruin it for you guys, give her the opportunity to kind of explain a little bit about that. Um, but for the first half of the podcast, I wanted to try something kind of different um, today, and so what I ended up doing was uh, back at the beginning of October, I took a day and just recorded what I was doing for the first half of the day. Um, just kind of the different things, the thought process, thought processes going through my head, um, and just kind of what my day looked like. Because um, I always find it interesting to read those articles um, that talk about what a librarian is doing throughout the course of the day and kind of compare it to what I'm doing. Because I know we all do different things compared to each other, and we all know that, but comparatively to most individuals in education, they don't have any idea of what we typically are even just doing on a regular day-to-day -day basis. So uh, I thought it would be interesting to kind of go through it a little bit uh, like a radio play. Um, so this is either going to be perhaps extremely amusing to you uh, to listen to or extremely boring. So if you uh, are not into it, you can always skip ahead to Luann's uh, wonderful interview, um, like I said, on the back half of the show. But uh, I'm going to go through a, a, Tuesday mor a Tuesday morning in my library, um, kind of uh, in the mind of, you know, Ethan Evans. Lathrop High School Librarian, which is a, a scary, dangerous place to be. So, 7.30 a.m., student comes in asking for masking tape for a project. I've just gotten here and uh, have to dig around and find that for her. 7.40, dual credit students are dealing with the library copier. They're making prints. Dual credit students have a paper due today, so I'm helping them make sure they get prints out to uh, enough prints out for their feedback sessions that they're going to be doing later. 7.50, send an email out to the student and staffs about printer problems. Start working on putting together a computer for a student who waited six weeks to tell me they didn't have one. Take the time to tell my dual credit kids that are in my that are in the library at the time that another class is coming down to share the library this hour. The independent study kids are always territorial about the library. It's weird and endearing. One student walks in at the end of my speech after retrieving something from her locker. She asked me if I was making an important speech, and I tell her that I only make important speeches when I'm sure she's not around. She rolls her eyes. It is a typical exchange. Get a lot of eye rolling in my library. 7.55. Student comes in with a worn out charger. I do not have a replacement currently. They're all gone. I write a note, write a note, write a note. 7.58. Secretary calls asking if I want her to call the copier people. I got to get the error code first. I have not turned on the computer that I started working on earlier yet. 8 o'clock. Grab the error code. One of our pairs comes to tell me that what I printed for her earlier to another copier didn't show up. Printed it again and sent it to a second copier just in case. Cut off my second kit of the day going to the copier to pick up prints that won't be there. Mr. Evans is going to be printing a lot today. Also, there's an independent dual credit class during first hour and another English class down here as well this morning. I love them being here, but I'm also nervous I might suddenly get a host of questions when I'm trying to finish these tech projects. 8.04. Finally turn the laptop on. 8.05. A teacher laptop is not connecting to the Wi-Fi. Going to have them restart their computer connected via Ethernet. Sometimes that jump starts things. I hate telling teachers they have to restart their computers. 
808, logging into the spare computer finally. 809, put in the wrong username, classic. 810, just now realized that I haven't logged in yet to take attendance. 815, company trying to get me to lead an educational tour calls me again. I've been trying to dodge them. I don't have the time or the availability to lead a trip. I was weak last time and gave them two names of teachers I'm close to so they could try to contact them about leading. Still working on gaining those teachers' forgiveness. Was able to be a little bit more firm today, stating that we don't have any interest at this time. One of the teachers that I backstabbed was in here while I took the call, so I was very careful with my wording. 820. Computer is up and running. Gotta check the load times to a few different sites. It's loading, but a bit slow. Makes sense, though. The computer has been laying on my back cabinet, so it probably hasn't been updated in a while. This is a concept I'm still trying to get my kids to understand. 822. Computer is good for the student. Don't have a charger, though. I know I have one or two at home that I poached for using when I take my school laptop home. I'll grab one of those tonight. Gonna sit, it at, gonna sit it on a docking station now and let it update. Speaking of which, there are other laptops that have been sitting over there I need to check. 825. Girl sneezes. It was her second one, and I told her, as I tell all my students, that she is only allowed two per class period. If she sneezes a third time, we're going to have problems. 95% of kids know that I'm joking when I say this. I've only had a few take it seriously over the years. It's one of my favorite things to say to students, though. 826. Computer is updating. Not going to mess with those other two computers now. Too many people need those docking stations, and I like to have space when I work. Talked to a kid about having his laptop ready to go for tomorrow. He was super polite. I told him sorry about the wait. He told me it was no problem. It was his fault anyways. I appreciate kids being polite about technology. 829. I have paper and recycling boxes in this gross cluster in my library. I need to clear them out, but there's too many kids in here to do it right now. We'll jump on it second hour, one of the two hours where I don't have students. Need to get these recycling tubs back to teachers, though. I've already had them too long. 8.30. Email check. Nothing to report. Going to try to clean my desk a bit. 8.33 a.m. Made a general announcement that I once again have Kleenexes in my library. Told the kids that they were puff plus with lotion, only the best for their nasal passages. Come get them while they're hot. I think kids either love my humor or find it extremely eye-roll inducing. Mostly the latter, and uh, I'm alright with that. 835. I've got so many books on my desk. What is this? A library? More quality humor coming at you. 836. Almost forgot. Started a document tracking my book club students' gateway completion. I'm really behind on that. Had a student finish Eliza and her monsters today. I love that book. She liked it too. We had a quick discussion about it, talking about online life versus real life. Need to remember to have her podcast with me about it sometime. Who knows when though. 840. Check emails. What was I doing earlier? Desk cleaning. Right. 841. So much for that. Student came in having finished field notes on love and symptoms of a heartbreak. He's one of the students who reads like a machine, always coming to me for recommendations. It's great. He to I told him, it's great. Told me he really enjoyed field notes and he liked symptoms for a heartbreak, but the utilization of some of the Indian words made it somewhat more difficult for him to work through. He made sure to tell me what he that he finished it and he liked it, but it was a more difficult read. Something to make a note of with potential gateways. I enjoyed that book though. 8.42. First hour is finally over. Need to make a note for the copier to maybe lessen the amount of students coming to tell me that the copier broke down. 8.50. Second hour. Oops. More classes are coming down. That's fine, though. I really like having classes down here. Gives students the chance to work on things in a different space. Gives me the chance to see them and their teachers and chat with them. It's a good thing all around. 8.51. Student from the play comes in accusing me of not telling the play director his work schedule, which was an absolute falsehood. I have a good relationship with this student, so he's not actually mad. Anyway, I sure made sure to send him on his way to our play director to inform her that I did in fact tell her the information, and not only was I clearly more trustworthy than her, I am also funnier. I'm not going to take this petty attempt to throw me under the bus. 
to be fair, the play director is one of the teachers I recommended to lead the educational tour. <laughs> 853. Cleaning broken chargers off my desk. Need to test a few of them before I let them go. Most of the time when students turn them in, they're definitely not working, but sometimes they get impatient when it just happens to be a loose connection or something. 854. Made that note for the copier and then forgot to put it on the copier. Classic. 856. Took a picture of a tablet holder for a colleague who asked about it in one of my breakout sessions I led at Fall PD Day from Massel. Need to send her the info. 9 o'clock. Sent her an email which reminded me that I promised another teacher who went to one of my breakout sessions that I'd try to get one of my English teachers who teaches a unit on the podcast Serial to send her the unit plan. 9.07. The library is buzzing and my heart is full. 9.12. Chatted with my principal about a particular student laptop that had been having real issues. We were able to get it figured out finally. 9.15. Did the three sneeze thing with another student. She doesn't know me very well. She is uh, extremely unsure of me at this point. 9.17. Finished gateway document. Threw in the reader selector books as well. Gotta be more organized. 9.21. Mom sent me a video of my niece. Taking a moment. 9.22. Niece currently pronounces doggy as doggy, and it is the cutest thing in the entire world. 9.23. Desk cleaning, I will conquer you. 9.30. I don't mind printing things for my students. I really don't. It just makes it almost impossible to really start focusing my attention on anything that's going to take me longer than five minutes to do. Getting around to checking in books. Barry Liga's I Hunt Killer series absolutely shreds in my library. It's my go-to for kids who inhale Jennifer Lynn Barnes' The Natural series, which is my most checked out set of books by far. My Batman and Avatar graphic novels have been doing well this year, too. 938. More printing issues, this time with a Paris computer. She was unable to print to one of the secondary printers. Not sure why. Was able to finally get it connected to a printer and get it figured out, I think. Need to send an email into IT anyways. 944. My book club co-president comes in with a horror story about her trying to get a ring off of one of her fingers and one of the teachers having to cut it with a giant set of pliers or something. Yeesh. 946. Melissa just put out another massive post on Facebook. Reminds me that I need to send out info on the public relations committee so we can get on some sort of posting schedule for social media so she's not doing all the work. Gotta remember, gotta remember. 957. Coach coming in to ask about a highlight video I helped edit. Wants to know if I can put music to it when I get a chance. Can do. Will likely be an afternoon project, though. 10.01. IT brought some more laptops back. We had a virus issue a few weeks ago, and we're still really trying to recover from it. Hopefully starting to get back in the swing of things. 10.10. Got some of the paper recycling loaded up. Still not quite done yet, though. 10.16. Retweeting a few massive things. Also, our counselor just posted some scholarship opportunities. Retweet, retweet. 10.17. Need to start reaching out to some authors to potentially get interviewed on the podcast. I've got some information, and I've tried to draw from high school, middle school, and elementary ages to appeal to everyone. Also tried to especially focus on local authors and authors who just had a debut or something. Figured there might be more opportunity there. Still a little bit nerve-wracking for me, though. Please be on my po library podcast and talk about author library things with me. No, uh, I really can't pay you, but I can promise that some librarians will listen to it. Uh, so exposure, you know? I wonder if I could apply for a grant. 1024. Just remembered I forgot to send that email about our pair's printing problems. Sigh. 1030. Sent the email. Also just saw an announcement about the PlayStation 5 being out for the holidays in 2020. I need to read that. The kids will be talking to me about it. Really like talking video games with them. 10.38. On to fourth hour. One more hour of recording how things are going. Fourth hour students are NBA fans. Season just started, so we talked basketball for a bit. One of my book club kids came in, so I recorded the gateway she's read. also need to find a way to print off the Wired article I found about the PS5. I want to start a video game news section on my bulletin board. 
1052, our athletic director forwarded me an email saying, asking if I could print it out on a bigger paper so it's easier to read. I don't have any 11 by 17 paper, but I think our computer slash business instructor does, so I forwarded it on to her. 1054, book club co-president usually has fourth hour free and likes to spend it in the library behind the desk working on homework or reading a novel. I want the library to be that place for kids, a destination for them to take a break. 1056, have been printing pretty continuously throughout the day. I don't really want to add every single one to this log because it would probably take a few pages of me just doing print jobs. 1057, trying to remember what I was working on. Feels like it was something. Could look back at my notes, I guess, but feels like cheating. Going to do more desk cleaning. Need to process some books, but printer issues are making me leery. Want to do it when there's not the possibility of me getting asked distracting questions. I really need to get them in circulation, though. So... 1107. Knew I was forgetting something. Made a list of returned laptops from IT so the office could call them down to the library in between classes. 1108. Students checking out a book in the library reminded me that I owed him for a mix-up over homecoming shirts, as that is one of my duties as a freshman class sponsor. Need to send an email to Central Office and see about getting him a refund. 1113. Dead quiet in the library, but it's the silence of a bunch of kids working or reading. Love these moments as much as when the library is buzzing. 1115. 1118, book club co-president 1118, book club co-president is currently reading Jared Rex's A Short History of the Girl Next Door, a book I absolutely love, and she just had a verbal slash physical reaction to a decision the main character made. These are my favorite moments when I get to discuss something happening in a student's book. They never happen enough. 1119, one of our IT specialists shared a presentation she heard at a conference about recruiting students as IT help by offering the option as a class. Glance through the presentation, it looks really interesting. I'm going to email her back about the fact that I've been talking with admin about doing a media class next year so I could get help with live streaming. Seems like this is something we could easily incorporate. 1127, student asked me to print off his dual credit rough draft. Take a moment to give him a hard time about not having a title. He insists there isn't a good one out there. Book Club co-president and I immediately come up with a decent option. I read enough reports titled Report in my day as a classroom teacher to try to help my English teachers out a bit. Side note, students sent me a paper on feminism in the movie Ben-Hur titled Ben-Hur, spelled B-E-N-H-E-R, done that, and I practically wept with joy. Nothing gets me stoked about a paper like an amazing title. Made sure to tell her how great the title was when I saw her later. 1133. End of fourth hour. Desk still disheveled, but a little better. Guy is here to fix the printer. Praise God. Still got stuff to work on, but it never ends. So, kudos to you if you were able to stick through all that. Uh, that was the morning of one of my days a couple of weeks ago um, in October when we had the computer go down and uh, a lot of stuff going on in the library at the same time. And, you know... I will admit to not being the most organized individual on the face of the planet. Uh, in fact, probably one of the least organized individuals on the face of the planet. But I do get a little defensive um, sometimes when my kids tease me about projects that I talk about and not getting them done, be done because it is so hard to get started on something and be able to work on it um, for any length of time throughout the day uh, because you're constantly getting jobs and projects presented to you that you have to work on right then uh, because when a kid comes and their computer's not working, they want to have a solution right then. When a teacher comes and has something going on, they want the solution to be taken care of right then and you want the solution to be taken care of right then. So uh, your stuff usually goes on the back burner, the back burner unless it is extremely important. So um, 
yeah, I know that those of you out there who are listening uh, have similar days to that, or maybe your days are filled um, differently, but are just as busy, especially those of you in elementary who are on a set schedule, uh, who are teaching and then trying to get things done um, in between with checkout time and uh, specials and things like that. Uh, I'm sure your days are equally as busy, but look different. So uh, I just wanted to give a little bit of a taste of what is going on at the high school level for me, um, just to kind of get a a different point of view and uh, to just post something out of solidarity for all of you out there who are working extremely hard uh, on a day-to-day basis. So um, that's uh, that being So if you have any questions about anything, you know, feel free to contact us uh, at the podcast. You can uh, reach out to us at masslecheckedinpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will have an interview with Luann Cadden about her library. So today I get the uh, opportunity to uh, talk with Luann Cadden, um, a friend of mine who has uh, had some experience in the library world, also has the uh, pleasurable experience of knowing both me and my mother, uh, <laughs> which is a great two-for-one deal, I feel like, for her or for anybody. So uh, we're so excited to have her on the podcast today, Luann. It's so great to talk to you. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. Um, so uh, I wanted to kind of get an idea and just talk to you because your your position, as far as I know, again, this is uh, being relayed to me uh, from my mother, uh, my point of contact for all uh, <laughs> things, you know, Great um, <laughs> is uh, you, you kind of have a you kind of have a gig that's combined library and conservation, which I know is something that's important to you. It's something you used to do in the St. Joe School District. Right. This is a really interesting library. So first of all, I work at, um, it's called the Mr. and Mrs. F.L. Schlegel Library and Environmental Center. Um, It's one of the public libraries for the Kansas City, Kansas public library system. So um, we have different branches all around. Ours is located out at Wyandotte County Lake Park. And, um, what happened, how it all started was uh, the Schlegel family said, uh, we want to give money to build another branch. They didn't know where to build it. Um, the county lake out here said, hey, we got some room. So they built it out here. Well, because they built the library out here, right on the lake, and it literally is like right on the edge of the lake. It's this beautiful view. Um, they decided to make our collection only science and nature books. Okay. And, um, and all the other libraries are just like the regular ones. But yet we're still in that whole system which is kind of cool. So we can, we have a courier that sends books from one branch to another. Um, people can come out here and enjoy the park and then enjoy our library. And if they pick up a book here, they can still go to, like, to the main branch or something like that and return it. Okay, great. So you, you guys can still do like, uh, I mean, from the, I work at the uh, Mid-Continent right now um, as well, yeah. uh, part-time. And so uh, do you guys still get to do like interlibrary loans? You said people can still pick yeah. up their books exactly. out at your branch, but enjoy the park and, and kind right. of the experience. So there too. 
our branch will pretty much do just about everything the other branches do. Um, ours is much smaller, but so it's kind of like, imagine out here where one room is or where our books are and we have some video. And then our second floor downstairs is a classroom and we use that for field trips. So that's the second part of our library system is, is uh, schools come out all year round and we do programs on anything related to nature. Uh, we have a forest right next to the library too. So a lake in front, forest on the side, and we'll take them for um, nature walks and stuff like that. So that's the school part. So back to the public library part. Um, yeah, we do interlibrary loan. Um, we've got the same library system. We're hooked up to everybody else. Um, we don't have a computer lab, but what we have are like, we have like a, four laptops or something. If somebody wants to come out and borrow one of those, they can tap into our system. And we still do the summer reading program, just like our other branches do. So we're tied in just like that. That's awesome. Are your, um, I, I don't, you know, I was just kind of wondering about this. Are your summer re- uh, program, like is your summer yeah. programming more specified towards that kind of outdoor nature bents or well, what kind of so we'll, so what we do is we still do whatever the theme is you know the statewide uh, summer library reading theme we still do the same thing um, but while and we still do we'll do um, like in the summertime we'll do a program every day of the week Monday through Thursday related to the summer reading theme but at the same time we're also doing a summer camp and we do this they've been doing this summer camp I guess this place has been open I think 18 years uh, this wow. library, but yeah, 18 years. So for about 17 years, I think they've been doing the summer camp starting the first week of June all the way to mid August. Um, every week, Monday through Friday, we have kids out here and, and each week is a different age range. So they start at four is our youngest or five, sorry, five is our youngest. Um, and our oldest goes up to like 14. So it's kind of crazy out here. It's, it's crazy fun though in the summer. So downstairs the summer camp's going on from like 10 to three, excuse me. And then upstairs we're doing story times and crafts and stuff like a regular library branch. So it's a little yeah. bit of both. That's awesome. How did you, how did you, I guess, cause I know, uh, a couple of years ago, like I said, I know you were, you were working in the St. Joe school district uh, right. and then you were even at uh, Massel one of the years when I was there and yes. at the spring conference or whatever. And how did, how did you end up with this job? Like what kind of led to that? Sure. Um, so I knew about this place oh, years ago. I used to work for the Missouri department of conservation from uh-huh. like 2000 to 2008. And, um, and I came out here just to kind of see what it was. And at the time they were doing like a Saturday program, um, and I'm like, oh, it's a cool place. And uh, then I was working at Mark Twain uh, in the library for a few years. And over the summer, um, I was talking to one of my friends who is still in conservation work. And she says, oh, a job opening just came up at that uh, library environmental center. Oh, you'd be great there. And I said, oh, boy. <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> oh, here's my, okay, here's what I have to, I have to choose now. So, um, but it's, it's just amazing because it, it combines, if you like, being a librarian, if you like being a naturalist and working outside and you like being a teacher, it's the perfect job. It just ties all three in perfectly. And there's only uh, uh, four full-time staff members here. Um, It's pretty small. And uh, we're all considered, the funny thing is our title is actually education specialist. It's not librarian. And I'm the only one on staff that um, 
is actually like a certified librarian. I'm, I oh, really? Of library science, but I, I just have a certification. But the other three are all biology majors, and huh. um, and I worked in conservation. So actually, to get the job out here, you really had to have not just you actually didn't have to have library skills. That's a funny thing, um, right? You, you had to have the conservation um, background. So, uh, in fact, when I interviewed, the woman said, you know what? You're the first applicant I've had in all these years who's had both a librarian certificate and a, uh, we call it um, interpretive certificate, like a naturalist certificate. And I'm like, all right, yay. That means yay. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right away, but yeah. The perfect qualifications. <laughs> That's right. That That's... felt good. I, I walked yeah, out of the interview feeling, okay, I hope this goes well then. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it, you can't, there's not a whole lot more you could do in that situation. Yeah, like, I you know, know, perfect qualifications. That's kind of interesting to me. Like, I don't know, like, uh, you know, Midcontinent has the, uh, the uh, branch, the genealogy uh, branch, you know, which is focused on um, mm-hmm. ancestry and things like that. And you can still, you know, similar to what you were talking about, you can still pick, it's part of our, yeah. regular branch circulation you can pick up books there you can check some books out there but that's where our reference for that sort of thing is and it's kind of interesting to me like some of these i i like the idea of these kind of more specialized you know branches um available right. to available to people especially when they're yeah like when you can put a branch somewhere where they have all these natural you know the resources like right on the lake and with the forest and everything else it's kind of cool that they can kind of delve in a little bit deeper into something with a specific branch and a lot of people will come out here and say, you know, I never even knew this place existed. And they've lived, you know, in Wyandotte County for, you know, years and years. And uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, we really, a lot of people come in here, they think that we might be like the um, park, I guess, rangers or something here. So they'll come here and try to get a fishing license or, or something like that. But we have to tell them, no, no, just go down to the boathouse. But, um, but it's, it's off the beaten path. Um, we don't get as many people probably out here as the other branches just because we're not in a neighborhood right. or I know a lot of the neighborhood branches, you know, we'll get a lot more folks in. Um, but, uh, but we still get a good, you know, we have like our regulars, we call them who love to come out here and, and maybe bird watch and then come out and, and check out some books too. Yeah. It's just kind of like a, de- like a destination right style uh branch or whatever um that's really cool um what are um do you have any like specific favorite programs that you guys have run out there or ones in particular that you really enjoy uh let me think um i'd say we do a lot of so here's some of our main programs we do we do a lot on animals and plants uh-huh. Um, and those are my favorite. I actually love doing the plant ones. Um, I'm kind of our plant person. So if you like gardens, we actually have some beautiful wildflower gardens here. Um, and it looks like the old prairie with some prairie grasses. So I'm kind of like our plant person. I love to take care of the gardens. So I guess gardener is kind of on the list too of, of another yeah. job duty. Sure. Um, and we'll, we have a, what's called a star lab. It's like an indoor planetarium. Oh. And it will actually inflate. So like, you just use a small little um, uh, fan and it inflates it and it takes up like our entire library space. And so uh, we invite the kids from schools to come out and do astronomy pl- programs with them. And we've done that uh, with our uh, summer reading too. Last year was 
was um, great because it was all about space. So we did a lot of summer yeah. reading programs with that too. Okay, so uh, I, I always ask, or I try to always ask uh, anybody that I'm interviewing what it is that they're uh, reading currently or what it is something they read recently that they really enjoy. So I was going to ask that of you and uh, hear if you had any recommendations for any of our listeners. Mm, what did I just put down? Well, I have to say that in our library, we have a lot of nonfiction. And um, so I've been reading multiple nonfiction type things. Uh, uh-huh. hmm, this one... Actually, I'm like over at the book uh, at my little spot. <laughs> you got a cl- got a close at hand. Yeah, yeah I like know that's right. Um, <laughs> so this one was actually very dry, but it was called the Ecology Book. That one was kind of dry. Um, okay. I got to walk this way now. I got to think of what else I just read. Uh, yes, here it is. Okay, yeah. so um, okay, so there's one that I was reading. You can read it in bits and pieces, which I kind of like, uh-huh. and it's called The Forest Unseen: A Year's Watch in Nature. And it's by uh, David George Haskell. But what he does, what's interesting about it is he picks one small spot in a forest. And for a whole year, he goes back to that one little spot and talks about all the things he sees. And you think, oh, gosh, he's going to run out of things to say. But it's so cool. He's so detailed about all the changes, like, you know, a little mushroom grows or the way um, a certain plant is or a bird feather. And then he finds a nest above the, you know, the tree above. It just, um, it just really makes you realize how you can study one little square foot, you know, of, of land and really get a whole ecosystem in that spot. I like that. It's It's like a, it's like a storytelling, like time-lapse kind of, you know what I mean? Like, and there's a children's book kind of like that. I mean, there's a whole series. I think it's called one, is it one square? Not one square inch. It's probably one square foot, and uh, and and it has. Um, oh, here it is. I've got it in my hand. One small square. There's a series of children's books. They're nonfiction, and they're called One Small Square. And one is like about the woods, and one is about pond, and one is about backyard. Um, and it teaches kids how to, uh, you know, enjoy one little spot. That some of them say, oh. I, I can't enjoy nature because I don't have a forest. and But they realize that they can go out in their backyard and find one small square and really just notice all the cool things. And, and I think that's why I like it because um, it shows kids that nature is everywhere. It's not just out here at our cool lake, but, yeah. uh, but it's right there in their backyard too. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Any type of high interest, you know, children's nonfiction like that, that sounds awesome. Yes, so. yes. Well, uh, Leanne, I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today, and uh, just it thanks was so much fun. for well, thanks so much for kind of giving us a look at a, at a type of library that I didn't even realize existed, as you said, many people don't. <laughs> so there you go. That's right. We'll uh, maybe get and, some, uh, get some people out to visit only... you guys. So. so sounds good. We we might be the only library where you see the live bald eagles fly over all the time too in the uh. wintertime. Uh, we have an Eagle Days um, out here, too, and every January, the eagles fly through the lake, so come on out and get some books and see the eagles. So. Awesome. That sounds so great. Well, thanks again, Luann, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks to Luann Cadden for being willing to be on the podcast today and talk a little bit about uh, being a naturalist and a librarian at the same time. Um, as always, we got our music from freemusicarchive.org. Uh, songs used in this week's podcast were Lee Rosevere's New Day and Lee Rosevere's Walking in Circles. 
Um, both songs were cut up and edited, and portions were used uh, to fade in and out of segments. You can check out our podcast on our site, as well as episode resources um, that we have available for each episode. Uh, that site is at sites.google.com slash view slash checked in podcast. That's sites.google.com slash view slash checked in podcast. You can also feel free to email us anytime at massivechecked at gmail.com. I hope everyone has a great Halloween and can't wait to talk to you guys in a couple weeks. We'll see you next time.